0: Checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast at Mariner's Church. For this and more content, check us out online at marinerschurch.org slash jhm. This has nothing to do with the lesson at all, but I'm just curious. All right, so this is if you, if this is you, you just stand up where you're sitting. All right, so who had more than one plate of food for Thanksgiving? Like you went and got a first plate of food. You came back. You got another plate of food. Just stand up. So you just eat a ton of food for Thanksgiving. That's what you're known for, all right? This is good. Look around. See this, all right? They're not frightened to get more food. All right, everyone sit down. Okay. There are, there's a group of people that are split in half. Some people love pumpkin pie. Other people love apple pie. If you are an apple pie lover for Thanksgiving, you could care less about pumpkin pie. You love apple pie for Thanksgiving. Go ahead and stand up. You're an apple pie lover. And there's not a lot of them, but they got to stick together. These guys love apple pie. All right, take a seat. Take a seat. All right. Th- this is... If this is you, if this is you, I'm, I think you're weird, first of all. But I love you. I also think you're weird. There are people during Thanksgiving that will get their plate of food, all right, and then they will take the gravy boat, okay, and they will pour gravy over everything on the plate. They'll pour it on their napkin. They don't, they'll pour it on their silverware. They'll maybe, they'll, they don't care. They'll pour it everywhere. Is anyone, is anyone that person that gets their plate of food and pours gravy over everything? My gosh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, my gosh, I would have never picked you. That's so cool. You're so honest. All right, very last one, very last one. At your family get-together, at your family get-together, there's usually one, and Christmas sweaters are are awesome. I'm a huge Christmas sweater fan. I Instagram Christmas sweaters all the time. They're not for animals. They're for people, but they're awesome. Who in your family, did anyone come to dinner at your family dinner get-together, like, dressed like Thanksgiving? Like, they dress like a pilgrim, or they're wearing, like, Thanksgiving, like, sweater, or, like, there's one girl yesterday, one of her uncles or aunts had pants with turkeys on them. So weird. Did anyone dress up wearing Thanksgiving stuff at your family get-together? No one had a single person. You, you can stand up, then. You can stand up. One person. Everyone give her a hand. Good job. Way to be honest. Way to be honest. All right, well, I just got back from New York. Uh, as you can see, this is some of my, uh, one of my pictures from my time in New York. That's me right there in the blue shirt in the front row. I don't know if you can tell, but that's me right there. Um, and the, very, the guy in the red shirt, that's my best friend, Tony. Uh, he's going to be the best man at my wedding. I love that guy. And my buddy Brian and my buddy Ricky. Uh, and then there's just some girls there. That one girl in the middle, is, very, she's especially beautiful. Um, That's Brittany. So I had a great time. It was so good. Listen, this is not connected to the message at all, but this is important. Friendships are important, okay? If you actually don't learn anything today, but you remember that one thing. Friendships are important. I never get to see these people except when I go back to New York, and they know me better than anyone else, and I love those guys. So friendships are important. Having healthy friendships is a good thing. This is the next picture. This is my mom. We went out for chicken wings, okay? That's my mom. I love my mom. She's awesome. We went out for chicken wings, and Buffalo is known for their chicken wings, if you don't know this. Hey, Paul there's a weird echo that I'm hearing and it's driving me bonkers. Uh, So this is the deal. In Buffalo, there's, ooh, it's gone now, thank you. There's uh, chicken wings and buffalo. They're known for chicken wings. They love barbecue, and it's hot wings. They're really good. And we went out to this place called the Anchor Bar, and she's just ready. She's just clinching her fingers ready to get those wings. And this is the thing. In California, it's so hard to find good chicken wings. And if you go away to school or you go on vacation for a long period of time, like one of the things you miss other than family and friends is food, like the food from where you grew up. Like, like, like David, where would you grow up? Best food, right? And when you go away, you miss that food, right? All right, now, there's the thing. Someone can get your mom's recipes, and they can try and make your food, but it doesn't taste the same, does it? That's there's the thing with chicken wings, okay? People in, in, in California, and I love them. I love people in California. They try and make chicken wings, and they don't do a good job at it. They fail at that job. Like, there are nothing like the wings that you have in Buffalo. But things that are really good, things that are worth having, are also worth imitating, Things that are worth having are worth imitating, and people do it all the time. They see something that's awesome. Like, for instance, uh, I'm not a big fan of MLS soccer. I don't know anyone else is a big soccer fan, but soccer is huge in Europe. It's like If Jared was here, he'd be like, yeah, soccer. He loves Arsenal. That's his favorite team, I think. Yeah, I know. He hates Arsenal, actually. That's why I said that. But Soccer is huge in Europe, so then we started doing soccer here in the United States, and we're kind of trying to imitate that and, you know, do the best we can of, you know, and it doesn't, it's not the same. It's not the same as European soccer. They're crazy. Things that are good, that are worth doing and worth having, are imitated often. They're worth imitating. Now, as much as we probably know that in, like, the world of food, or maybe the world of sports, we imitate sports all the time, trying to do cool stuff, it's also true in, in the realm of God and the things of God, what God's about and what he does. Satan knows that things that are good are worth imitating. Satan knows this. So he looks at the things that we enjoy, the things that are good for us, uh, like he looks at the, the idea of Jesus being greater than, and he says, you know, oh, listen, listen, Jesus isn't greater than don't, no, no no. no, no, don't worry about Jesus. There's other things that are just as good. Things that don't take the time and the commitment and the sacrifice that it takes with God. You know, you know what Jesus gives you? He gives you a, a place to belong. Like if you come to JHM for a while, like you're in a community here. You belong here. The staff, we think about you and pray for you and care for you as much as we can. Small group leaders, the leaders that are here that aren't paid, they make their time uh, to be here with you. They're here because they care about you. That's what JHM's about. It's about having community. So listen. So when you have community, when you have this thing, Satan will look at it and he'll say this, that's easily imitated. I can imitate that. I'll give you the best technology. I'll give, you, I'll give you friendships. They might not be healthy friendships that are encouraging and loving, but I'll give you something that looks like a friendship, and you can just have that and enjoy that. You don't need God. You know He finds all these things to um, uh, imitate the things of God, and they fall short every single time. Now, Paul in the book of Colossians is writing us in, in and Alex said this a few weeks ago it's an extremely insignificant church it's a small church they're not it's not a big huge church they're not doing big huge ministry they're not sending missionaries all over the world small church small group of people but they're doing they're doing incredible things because they're people that are following after Jesus now think about that think about that size isn't the issue okay size is not the issue originality is the issue they are choosing to follow God, to be originals, not be imitators, not be you know, like someone else or what someone else is trying to get them to be like. They are choosing to be originals, be themselves. Paul sees this, and Paul wants to encourage that. You know, there's this idea, and this is what I want to say. Here's the statement. Here's the big ticket statement. Who or what are you living for? That's the thing I want to think about today. Who or what are you living for? There's the original, then there's the imitation. Who or what are you choosing to live for? Who or what are you living for? So, Paul's writing this book. He's putting a bunch of stuff uh, for this church in Colossae and saying, listen, listen, I have some really creative ideas of what it means to, to not just live for you uh, and for what you think is good, but actually how you can actually live for God in a way that is changing. Now, I need a couple volunteers because we're going to do something pretty cool. This is a pretty, you're going to totally get this, all right? You're one volunteer. You're another volunteer. Moxie, get over here. All right. This is what we're going to do. see, where's the dirtiest part of this floor? Okay, you see that, you guys see this, they threw snow everywhere. Do you guys believe that? Who throws snow at church, right? Do you guys see all the snow over here in the back of the room? I just want you guys to go clean that up for me, all right? Go ahead. Just go clean that up. Now, this is the deal. Go ahead, just clean that up. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry about what they're doing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what I want you to focus on. Paul is writing this letter to people to get them to look at things very differently, very differently from the way they've always seen them before. So we have this verse, okay? Who or what are you living for? Think about that. We have this verse in chapter three, starting with verse 22. This is what it says. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eyes are on you to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work with, work at it with all your heart uh, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. You know, this was the hardest thing for me to get when I read this. Because I was thinking, man, I was like, we don't have slaves around. Like, we're you know, we're not, you know, buying, trading people. That's not happening anymore, right? So how does that apply to me as a student? How does that apply to me as a son, like as a future husband, as a youth pastor at this church? How does that apply to me? Well, I started thinking of it in... And just picture this for a second. Just picture this. Imagine if you were to change the word slaves out. Let's just switch that word out for a second. And think of it as far as students. Let's just throw students in there. Students obey your earthly masters. Well, Matt, here we go. We're already hung up again. What are you talking about when you say masters? What's Paul meaning? Like is, he, is he talking about a real master, like the one who's in charge of you? Or is he talking kind of maybe like an, an authority hierarchy? Like, like there's, you know, there's maybe your teachers are somewhere in there, and you know, your parents, they're probably right up here. You know, youth pastor, you know, they're leading you to God, teaching you about who Jesus is. They're somewhere probably in the middle. So when you're thinking of your masters, let's throw parents in there because they're important, right? They're in charge of you. They're leading you. They're teaching you. They're praying with you, taking you to church, taking you to school, dressing you, picking out your clothes, doing your laundry, all that stuff. So here we go. Students, obey your earthly parents and everything. And do it not only where their eyes are on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whew. This, is, this is crazy stuff. This is, this is, this is life-changing stuff. I mean, Paul's not talking about just doing things in order for you to get recognized and for you to get favor and for you to get all these compliments and awards and, you know, all this, you know, words of affirmation. Like, you're doing so great. Look at how great you are. Listen, listen. Whatever you do, work it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. You know, Paul's writing to them and they're saying, listen, I have this idea. This is a crazy idea. This is insane. Some of you aren't going to like it. But there's a work that's taken place, a work that Jesus initiated. It's taking place. It's happening all around us. And you're not immune to it. You're actually part of it. You're part of what's happening. And when you are a part of it, when you're doing it, when you're living it, when you're living within it and doing it, that you're not doing it for other people. You're doing it simply for God. You know, this is what's so cool. These guys have been cleaning up the back floor. Hey, guys, how's the floor look back there? Look pretty good? No, it does look pretty good. That looks really clean. You guys can go take a seat. You guys are fine. Listen, this thing. I've been teaching this lesson. I've been thinking about what God's telling me through the scriptures. I'm not thinking about these guys cleaning the back of the room. I wasn't watching them, but guess who was? The Lord was watching them. They were working not for me, they were working for the Lord. Listen, listen. You may think the things you do that no one's watching, that no one takes note, that it doesn't matter to anyone. You may think when you're walking, maybe you're the only Christian that goes to your school. It would be hard for me to believe, but maybe it's true. Maybe you walk around your school, you're the only one from JHM that goes to your school, and you feel like you don't know anyone else who knows God. So, you know, who can you, be, who can you count on? Who can you be friends with? Who can you share, like, your, your, your heart with and share your concerns with and your needs with? Who can you pray with and talk about the Bible with at school? Who can you rally around when it comes to, like, inviting your friends to sugar fest or Christmas party or any of these? Who can you connect with to help do this? Maybe you feel like you're alone doing this. So you choose like, hey, hey, listen, listen, I'm the only one in my school. You don't understand how awkward this is. I'm the only one in my school. I'm not going to do any of this stuff because I, I can't have all the attention on me. And even if I do it, if it doesn't work, like no one's going to see this. Like if no one's going to see it, why should I do it? And Paul is saying, listen, even when you're working and no one is watching, even when you're doing and no one is looking, God is there and he's taking note of what's happening. Verse 24, this is what it says. It says, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Man, I just love this picture of serving. And we talk about it a ton here at junior high. And, I, and I'm actually really excited because I know that this chili truck deal that Alex is cooking up, I know that the, the Christmas tree tags, we, see, we had a bunch of gifts coming yesterday. Me and Cheryl were working yesterday. And we were here at JHM and students were bringing in stuff. And we see this idea of serving taking place. And this is what's so cool. Actually, who cares about my opinion? Did anyone go in the chili truck? Did anyone personally go in this room, go to the chili truck? David, when any students go, you went, you went, who else, Jack in the back? Did you go? Jack, come on up here. Come up here. I'm putting you on the spot. This is totally unplanned. And you actually talked about the chili truck, I think. Didn't, Didn't you already? All right, well, get up here. Jog it up. Come on, come on, come on. I don't have a lot of time. Yeah, just clap for me. Yeah, yeah, you can clap for him. Here we go. Good job. Good job. All right, this is the deal. This is my question, Jack. I only have a couple of questions. This is uh, totally unplanned. Me and you didn't talk before. That's why you're dressed the way you are. Uh, you didn't know you were going to be on stage. This is the deal. This is my question. This is what the verse says. Verse 24 says, Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Here's my question. How did it feel... How does it feel, maybe even in this moment, or maybe as you reflected afterwards with your parents who are both awesome Christian, you know, and then there are leaders in here, they're great. Here's the question. When you figured out that you actually weren't serving people, even though you were, you dish out chili, getting food, you're not serving people though, you're serving the Lord. How did that make you feel? What was your opinion on that? Seeing that you were serving the Lord, not just people. Um, it made me feel great. It made me feel great. Made you feel great, that's good, that's good. And this is the thing, you... You probably didn't get a reward for this. All right? you, you, your parents didn't give you a $100. Bucks, you didn't get some JHM t-shirt. We weren't handing out water bottles at the serve day. But you were there doing it not for the stuff that you're going to get here on earth, but for Jesus and for the inheritance from the Lord's reward, the stuff you're going to get in heaven. Yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah. And it, look, here's the thing. No, no, here's the thing, Jack. I have a huge problem with that because this is the thing. Isn't it so difficult? I mean, really, isn't it so difficult to... To give yourself to serving and to know that the reward that you get, the reward that you're going to receive, isn't one you're going to be able to hold in your hands here. It's like, isn't that difficult for you sometimes? Is it ever difficult for you? Uh, sometimes. Not, not really, though. All right. Like, yeah. That's good. Well, listen, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's difficult for me. Now, let's just be honest here, okay? Jack, I'm going to be totally serious with you. You may not know this, but I actually weigh a ton not literally a ton, not literally a ton, but I weigh more than, than a man my age should, okay? So this is the thing. I'm going to start going to the gym. My honey bag is going to force me to go, all right? She's going she's to she's take out a cattle prod and poke me until I get in the gym because I'm a big cow. So this is the thing. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. If I go to the gym every day for a month, I better see some result. Like I better look in the mirror And flex my huge muscles. I better have gigantic, I better look like Arnold Schwarzenegger by the time it's done. Flex my huge muscles. And I better be able to see the result. Now, here's the thing. You're telling me that you could spend your years in junior high serving. You're telling me that you could go to the chili truck. You could go and do the Christmas gift. And you could actually, you're telling me that you could actually never see the result here on earth. You may never see those people again. You may never see the reward from that. But you're telling me that it's still worth doing because... God's rewarding you. Yes, I like that. Take a seat. <laughs> now, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. That's so true, and back then, this was an extremely rebellious idea. This idea of, of the reward that we get not being one that we can hold in our hands. Paul's telling the church, listen, 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 listen. Paul's looking at the church, and this isn't a big church, right? This is like a small church, right? Small group of people. He's looking at the church and saying, listen, listen. I want you guys to hear this. This is, this is crazy. This is rebellion. He's in prison. Okay? He's not even there. He's reading this letter, so someone else is reading this. Stand up. So she, you know, this, this girl, she's at the church. She's reading the letter, so face the church. And you're reading this letter, and blah, 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 blah. And you say, since you know that you will receive an inheritance, sorry, put your arms in the air like me, and you're talking passionately, inheritance of the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And people's faces are like, what are you talking about? And you look at, they're looking back at her, they're like, what are you talking about? Because this is extremely rebellious stuff. Take a seat. This is extremely rebellious stuff. They're not, because they're, you're, you're taking what, what everyone accepts to be usual, like the usual thing, the expected thing, the rewards you get, the thing you can hold in your hand, and saying that it's actually not about the reward you hold in your hand, but it's about the stuff you're doing for God and the stuff that he's going to see you do. This is incredible stuff. Now, you might be thinking this. And this is what I was thinking when I first read this. I was thinking, man, this, in the eyes of who or what are you living for, makes a lot of sense. Verse 24 makes a ton of sense. But it actually goes further, okay? And this is what's so good about, about Paul and about God and what he's saying to us. He doesn't just give us like one little piece and say, all right, all right, you guys get this. Like, church, you get this, okay? When you serve, when you do, it's not the earth the reward, it's the reward you're going to get in heaven, okay? You get this. And then I'm going to press a little deeper. See, the thing about the original, the thing about the, 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 the true original, like the, the mold, like the iron cast mold of the original, when you press into it, all you're going to get is more of the original. Like when you press into it and like, you know, you, you know, listen, I could go to Buffalo, I could eat 150 chicken wings and get a whole other order of wings and they're all going to taste the same because I'm pressing into it, I'm doing more, I'm feeling it more, I'm living it more and all I'm going to get is the exact same original. When you deal in the world of counterfeits, like when I go to wing places here in California, every place I go is going to taste different. Because they do it differently, and they interpret it differently, and they, they, they do the recipe different, and they cook it differently. Listen, with counterfeits, with stuff that is, that is worth uh, ripping off, it's always going to look different. With the original, it's always the same. So in chapter four, we press on in Colossians. This is what it says. Chapter four, starting with verse number one. It says, masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you also have a master in heaven. This is mind-blowing, okay? This is mind-blowing. This isn't to you, you the kids who are serving and the kids who are doing, and the students who are going and doing chili truck. This isn't to you. This is to David. This is to Ryan, to Alex, okay? This is to Bree and to Lori and to Cheryl. This is what it's for. This is what it's for. This is saying leaders, junior high leaders, junior high staff, provide your students with what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master. You have a God in heaven who is watching. And this is what's so cool. I really believe, and I believe this with all my heart, And that's why we have leaders here like Gabe and like John. The reason we have these leaders here is this. Not because we just want to have more people to take the weight off us. That's not why. Because in community, in junior high, it's done with leaders. It's done with relationships and connecting others. Lori is an incredible leader. I'm picking on her because I get emails all the time about how great she's doing with students. Because she cares. She has a heart for students. Now, here's the lesson. Are you going to look at that and say, oh, well, that's so great for leaders. It's not good for me. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I look at guys like Seifu, I look at some of the girls and I say, man, one day, I look at Justin and say, one day, you guys are going to be leaders too. I look at Connor, where's Connor? I love Connor. Dude, you're going to be a great junior high leader one day, or a leader with children's ministry, or a leader with high school. You're going to be great at it one day. Colton, where are you? You're going to be a great leader one day. Look Look at Jack back there. He's already serving. He's doing stuff you're already a great leader and you're only going to get better. Gabe, you're in high school now. You're doing good stuff. You're only going to get better. I look at this verse as not instruction for our leaders. It's actually instruction for you. Because if you learn, if you learn at a young age, if you learn at the junior high age, that, that actually you're not the one who, who's being just taken care of, that actually it's your responsibility one day to be the ones who are taking care of others. And this this idea that that Jesus is about people, that as he raises up masters to to oversee others, that he doesn't want them just being dictators in control. He actually wants them being a part of what's happening, knowing that God is their master. That's mind-blowing. See, because back then, it was all about the dictators. It was all about who's in charge. These Pharisees, the ones who were running the show, the ones who were a big part of throwing Paul into prison, they were about being in charge. And being, They'd read a verse like this. They wouldn't believe this. Masters, provide your you know, slaves with what's right and fair because you know the other. No, 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 no. Jesus is tossing over tables in the temple because they're overcharging people for the sacrifices they're giving at the altar. Like the Pharisees, they're not getting this idea, but Paul's telling you as Christ's followers, I want you to get this. This isn't just you living your life as a student that actually one day you are gonna be the master, you're gonna be the leader. You're gonna be those who are influencing others who are going to answer to God. And that is a big responsibility. He goes even further, okay, with originals. This is so good. With originals, you're just gonna get more of the original. With imitations, with rip-offs, with knock-offs, Everything about it's going to be fake. Maybe a little bit of truth. Maybe looks on the outside. You know, my sweet honey bag has a lot of purses. Okay, girls, you have a lot of purses. You're all lying, okay? You're, you, who has a lot of purses? Who wants to be honest? Okay. Doesn't that feel good to be honest? A lot of purses, right? Now, this is the thing about purses, okay? In New York City, and I've been in New York City a ton, this is the thing about purses. You can get a purse that looks like the original. It's totally fake, The stitching's wrong, the zipper's wrong. I don't know how a zipper can be wrong, but apparently it can be in certain purses. So you get these purses, it looks real, it looks like the real thing, it's totally fake. Once you push into it and find one little fake thing, you start to find a lot of other fake things. Now here's the thing when we're talking about the truth of the Bible, you press into it, all you're going to find is more truth. If it was fake, if it was broken, well, once you find one, you start to find a ton. We press into this even further. Paul says, I have further instructions. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open the door for our our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ which I am unchanged for. Verse number four. This is what it says. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Here's the deal. Verse number five. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. You know, we talked this whole series about Jesus being greater than. We talked this whole series about what it looks like to be about people, uh, to be about uh, God, and to really ask this question. This is the question we're asking as we wrap it up. Who or what are you living for? Who or what are you living for? You know, I think of this idea of Jesus being greater than, and this is what I see all the time. I see people that replace the originality of God, the authenticity of God, the truth of God, and they replace that for a counterfeit, one that Jesus is greater than for sure, we know this, but also things that look so much like the original, it's not that difficult to just live your life devoted to that. Man, I've always li- I've always lived alone, and I've always I, I've never had a ton of friends. So maybe this, this thing of just of just you know uh, not belonging, maybe this is just what God has for me. Maybe that's just maybe that's just the person I'm going to be. You know, I I had friends you know at school who they tell me all the time like you know how happy they are, you know, just living for themselves, and and they don't need God. Like, why does anyone need God? Like that, that argument, you know, that sounds, you know, why, why does anyone need God, right? I mean, what, what, why? Maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm good with the things I have. Who or what are you living for? You know, I start to consider what it would be like if we really paid attention to what Jesus was calling to, calling us to. And this is the thing. I, I feel Jesus is calling us to something really important. I think he's calling us to live for him and to live for others. I think he's looking at this church of Colossae and saying, listen, I think a lot of these things are easy for you to miss, so I want to make them clear. Especially when he talks in verse number five about, so I want you to make it clear and make the most of every opportunity to share Christ with others. I want you to do these things because they're all a part of this act of service, and they're all designed for one thing, for you to do in my name, and I'm watching. This isn't about what other people see. This isn't about what... What other people think of what you're the rewards you're going to get Jack's not getting any rewards on earth it's about what, what God is choosing to do and what he's watching you do and what he's celebrating for what you do so here's my question these guys just start playing and I want to I just ask you this when you live for Jesus and you make him greater than in your life it's going to change it's going to look different When you choose to live for Jesus and make him greater in your life, it is going to change. It is going to look different. You know, we do all this stuff, like all these events, and we do like that. We're doing this big Christmas party thing. Listen, we don't do Christmas party stuff because we just like doing parties. We like giving you guys opportunities opportunities that that Paul says you should make the most of. We like giving you opportunities to share Christ with your friends and bring them in and let them see what church is all about, that it's not weird and goofy and strange. You don't have to wear a tie. They just come and hang out and be in community together and have fun. When you follow Jesus and make him greater than in your life, things are going to change. Like, you might think, like, well, I follow God now. Things aren't changing. Everything's the same. Well, man, I was just on some students' Instagram profile, like, ten minutes ago, right before I came to service. And these are people that I know are following Jesus. But this is the thing. I look at their profile, and I look at some of their stuff, and... and It doesn't have to be, you know, every Instagram picture has to be of Jesus on the cross. That's not what I'm saying. But man, when I look at their profile, finding out that they're a Christian is the last thing that I'd ever think. Is it because they're putting up a bunch of crazy stuff? No, it's not because they're putting crazy stuff, but it's because they're putting everything else before Jesus. That, you know, their love for sports, their love for technology, or their love for vacationing, or their love for great food, all that stuff's coming before Jesus. What would it look like if your friends knowing that you followed Jesus was the first thing that they knew about you. All right, here's my first group. Here, and here's the second group. Some of you are sitting there and saying, man, I just don't know if I, if I truly believe in Jesus. I don't know if I truly believe, it, but this is the thing. We've talked through this Great Than series and you're saying to yourself, if this was true though, like I don't know if I believe in Jesus, but if it was true, I feel this would change my life. And there's like this sliver inside of you, like a sliver in your heart that's just in there and just saying man, I wish this was true I wish that I could believe in a God that cared for me truly I wish that when I went home tonight and went to school in the morning, that I wasn't facing all that junk at school by myself, I wish that all this stuff about Jesus being greater than was true well guess what, it is And I want you guys to have a chance to really think about and pray through what that looks like. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I want everyone to stand up and find a different spot in this room. We're just going to take a few minutes. They're just going to play. Everyone stand on up. Go find a different spot in this room. And and we're going to have some leaders in the back. So if you're a leader, just head back there. and, And for some of you, you're just thinking through like, yes, this is true. I get this. I follow Jesus. I need to let it impact the, the areas of my life. What's that going to look like? What, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? What do I need to edit so people know that I'm living for Jesus? What do I need to do to make every opportunity that I, that I get for God? Right, everyone can take a seat. Just take a seat where you are. It's not a big deal. Now, there's a second group, and this is what you're thinking. You're saying to yourself, man, if this was true, if God was really real, if he, really, if he was really greater than, if that stuff really mattered... If he was really around, I think it would change my life. Well, I want to give you guys an opportunity to think through this and pray through this. If you want to talk to a leader, and listen, I encourage you to. These leaders have been where you've been and where you are right now. They have. Nothing you say to them will shock them. So if you want to talk to a leader, if you want to get some more of what it means to follow Jesus, Go talk to one while, we're, while they're playing this song. There's going to be scriptures on the screen. They're going to be rotating through. When you see one that you like, remember it. You know, pick it out and just be like, man, that makes sense to me. We're going to do this for a few minutes. Just sit in silence. Just pray through this. Think over this. I'll be back in a couple minutes. cross You showed your love for me, beautiful Lord, awesome and mighty, captured by this love I see, beautiful This is all I can give. Your gentle spirit. couple seconds, couple minutes to think about this. And if you really made Jesus greater in your life, what that would look like. And for everyone, it's going to be different. And that's a really good thing. That's because God made us all unique and made us different and made us special. I want to talk about this some more in breakout groups. So I'm going to pray. We're going to dismiss. Girls going outside. Boys are going to stay inside. We're going to take a few minutes and discuss a question together. I really hope this series was good for you. I really hope it gave everyone a chance to look at from a different side What life would look like if we made Jesus greater than in our lives? Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, for blessing us with an opportunity to get together. And Lord, it is a blessing. It is a blessing to get out of bed in the morning. It's a blessing to be able to come to a church like this where we can talk freely about you and the things of you and what you've done for us. Lord, it's a blessing to have amazing worship with a ton of students making it happen. It's a blessing to hear your word taught freely. And Lord, it's such a blessing to know that, that this is not just made up stuff. It's not just a ta- adults just coming up with a story. It actually is a God that chose to come to earth to live amongst us, to give us hope and give us a future and give us salvation in him. Thank you so much for being God that cares. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Girls, you guys can head outside for breakout groups. Boys.